Jersey. The people I love the best jump into work head first without dallying in the shadows and swim off with sure strokes almost out of sight. They seem to become natives of that element. The black, sleek heads of seals bouncing like half-submerged balls. I love people who harness themselves, an ox to a heavy cart who pull like water buffalo with massive patience, who strain in the mud and the muck to move things forward, who do what has to be done again and again. I want to be with people who submerge in the task, who go into the fields to harvest and work in a row and pass the bags along, who are not parlor generals and field deserters, but move in a common rhythm when the food must come in or the fire be put out. The work of the world is common as mud. Botched, it smears the hands, crumbles to dust. But the thing worth doing well done has a shape that satisfies, clean and evident. Greek amphoras for wine or oil, hopi vases that held corn or put in museums, but you know they were made to be used. The pitcher cries for water to carry, and a person for work that is real. I'm... I'm not sure exactly how to view what happened at the shooting in Orlando, if, if there is a, a proper way to do it. Um, maybe let me start here. Is, is it, what kind of question it, are, are we thinking about when we think about what happened? Is, our, is it a political question? Is it a psychological question? Is it a spiritual question? How do you think about it? That's a compound question, young man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I was there. I don't think there's a way to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a question. So, um, you know, the, so, so I'm not a. I'm, I will talk about how I think about it, but I, you know, there's not a there's not a should about how should you think about it. Mm-hmm. I maybe I feel a should you should think about it. But right. I don't know particularly how. Uh, <laughs> you know, how could you think about it? How can you encompass that? Yeah. And that's I guess for me that is a lot of it. I just I'm I feel stunned. Mm-hmm. And we did it. We did a memorial ceremony here. Yes. On last Thursday morning, and we chanted what we usually chant when somebody dies. We chanted the Daihishin Durrani. Mm-hmm. And evoked it evokes uh, Avalokiteshvara, Kuan Yin, the Bodhisattva of complete compassion, the hearer uh, and regarder of the cries of the world. And as part of the dedication, two people took turns and read all the names, and we put all the names on the altar. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got a little teary. I mean, just the the magnitude of it and the reality. And when I took it off the web from uh, the city of Orlando has a website where they have the names. And they had all the ages, which I thought, well, it was too much to read all their ages. But so many of them were in their 20s. Mm-hmm just starting out, just kids. And so reading the names was very powerful to me. Yeah. And 
brought home the, the horror of it and just that as people have been saying that it was a place of haven because I'm sure that Florida is not a real welcoming place especially for young Hispanic gay men right or lesbians either but I bet especially men mm-hmm. and so to have a place where you could go and partly just go and be yourself and relax but actually go and have a good time sure and dance and yeah be joyful have a beer yeah and uh, so it just seemed that that, that contrast that, that and and that 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 he would come into this safe place it's like the church in Charleston where this kid mm-hmm. went to he went to the Bible study yeah and then he shot people right I don't know I just don't know where that comes from and I do I find it frightening yeah. and and I think of oh, I can't remember her name I'm sorry the woman the MP and and the labor MP that was shot in England oh right just just last week yeah. I'm sorry I don't and you know, that's not the kind of thing that they've usually done. Right. Well, they that, don't have guns. Yeah. It's startling. But he, had a, he got a gun somehow. And, yeah. And, um, but also the, 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 the response mm-hmm. by the public and, right. the, and the public sector, by Cameron and everybody, you know, they stopped their campaigning on the Brexit campaign. Yeah. And, and everybody came together about the family and her and and so on and there was not the kind of sniping that there was here yeah. um, by Donald Trump and by Sarah Palin and so on and um, I just I feel like crying when I think of it I just I don't know how I was like how have we come how have we come to this yeah. and what our, that our culture is so violent and has been for a long time and and now that it's so polarized, because even nine eleven didn't, you know, the initial reaction was everybody come together and mm-hmm. what was it? Congress people on the steps singing "America the Beautiful." Right. Very sweet, you know. There's a horrible thing that happened, but there was a coming together around it. Around it. A good friend, a student of mine, is, you know, probably dying within the next six months maybe mm-hmm. two months I don't know right so and he's much on my mind so I'm feeling maybe I feel more vulnerable I feel yeah. a little raw because yeah. of that so that's part of it but I just you know talking to you I just I feel like crying and I just I was, why why and I have not it's not an answer but a a thing to point to which is Slavery, mm-hmm. you know that 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 violence and the horror of it, I think, haunts us because we've mm-hmm. never really addressed it as a country. Yeah, I was listening to Fresh Air today on the way home. I heard that. Did you hear yeah. it? And about this woman, this woman wrote about slavery in uh, New England, right, in the 1600s. Yeah, I found that very hard yeah. to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, it is um, hard to listen to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the way that it should be. Exactly, and uh, that that the Puritans mostly seem to take it as a matter of course. Yeah, and 
And, and so kind of what you're, you're suggesting is that we, we still have the infection. I think so. I don't know what else. I mean, maybe the sort of frontier mentality. Mm-hmm. But why? Why we're so violent and, and there's there's this you know this prone we're prone to judging you know then you're good and you're bad now maybe that's, that's right. a somewhat of a puritan holdover you know the, the one of the things she was talking about about that book about was how they were you know they were pretty judgmental and narrow and that maybe they came here not so much for religious freedom but to be able to live their lives their lifestyle the way they wanted to be as exclusive as they wanted to be and as yeah. and to have their way of life be the way they wanted and not to be infected mm-hmm. with these yeah I mean, the word puritan really does mean something yeah yeah it's you know um i was thinking in the this kind of dovetails exactly into what you were saying i don't know why this popped into my head but a while ago it must have been a year ago. I listened to a podcast from San Francisco Zen Center, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the speaker's name, but you would probably know who it was. It was someone who was like Tenzo at Tassajara in the late sixties. Was it Ed Brown? That sounds right. Could well be. I That's, mean, there is such a person. Yeah, that sounds right. But he was he was telling a story about. Uh, Someone suggesting, I guess, and, and, and this is presumptuous of me to tell you this, but, but I just happened to think of it, um, that someone had suggested to Suzuki Roshi that they skip a sitting to go protest the war. Oh, uh-huh. And, uh, and I guess Suzuki Roshi's response was to hit him with a stick. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, you don't hit very many people with a stick. No, I don't. Noticing. I don't hit with a stick. <laughs> but um, to hit him with a stick and say, "Where do you think the war is? The war is right in here." As he <laughs> plopped him on the head three times with a stick, and it it kind of dovetails into what you're saying. Uh, you know, we we've sat here for what five or six hours of of this talking about politics, and I'm kind of looking at this situation and saying. This is just, it seems like beyond a political solution anymore. It's, there, there seems to be something in here, I'm pointing at my head, mm-hmm. you can see that, um, but there seems to be something in here that's wrong. And, and I'm not sure that there, that there is a, a war anywhere else. Mm. If that makes sense, it makes sense. I don't know that I, I you know, there and there is a war. So there are lots of wars all over. <laughs> right. Um, so we don't. I mean, I think I have some understanding of what Suzuki Roshi was saying, and that mm-hmm. there's a time. I'm sure you had more to, than I do. Yes. <laughs> to there, and I and I would add, there's a time to demonstrate, mm-hmm. and there's a time to engage in political action or to go sit at the gates of San Quentin or whatever. Right. Uh, so it's not only sitting, right? But it's also true that it's. I think real peace has to come from some kind of um, an internal shift. I don't. I don't like to use words like spiritual. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. a little. 
it's it's been co-opted. It's the new age. And yeah, and and it is, and I don't even know exactly what spiritual means. A spirit means it's the same root as breath. So mm, that's I didn't know that. Inspire, respiration. Huh. Uh, anyway, some kind of change that needs to happen, and. Sometimes I think, well, maybe it's happening. You know, they talk about the millennials and how the millennials are, and so on. You know, it's There's interesting. You maybe these yeah. all these school teachers that have probably been talking to the little kiddies about recycling and yeah. whatever for all these years. You know, that it, then they grow up. So what happens? I don't know. My, my um, six-year-old comes home all the time saying, "I want to save the earth," and I don't know if she entirely can encompass what that means. Yeah. But I mean, she does understand that there's a problem, and 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 she, and she's thinking about it, and they're teaching her things. Right. Yeah, but you know, there is evil, and there will be evil. And I th- I I really believe that we have to we have to really work and tend to try do be useful mm-hmm. you know, but I don't think that we're going to make evil not be you know, but Mara is going to be Mara and and uh, and the Dharma is beyond good and evil yeah and we still have to do something <laughs> you have to figure out what that means for you well I think you, you said uh probably a year or so ago in, in a lecture where the, something about the, you know, ultimately you have to assume that that Zen does encompass Donald Trump, whether we like it or not. Right, right. <laughs> uh, well, I, there, was some, there was some letter that went out, uh, not written by the San Francisco Zen Center, but under their ages, and it, it, the, the, it was uh, an email, a mass email or something. And mm-hmm. The subject line was, Fracking isn't Zen, <laughs> and that set me off. <laughs> oh, if only I could say that or believe that. You know, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, Donald Trump is Zen too. Yeah, and he's the Dharma. Uh, I think the Dharma is probably a better word for it. But mm-hmm. uh, yes. So when when you say there is evil, mm-hmm. it. It, it strikes me as an important thing to define what you mean by evil <laughs> there. It's hard to define part, you know, I want to say, was, you know, that definition of uh, pornography. I can't define it, but I know it when, when I, I see, see it. it yeah. <laughs> um, Reb had a definition years ago. He called it um, sinning plus denial. Hmm. And his, he was reading a book the name of which I've forgotten. I think it was People of the Lie, something like that. Yeah. And there was this couple. They gave their older son a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years later, he used it to kill himself. Okay. And the following Christmas, they gave that gun to their younger son. <laughs> and they couldn't see anything wrong with that. I mean, my my temptation is is to say that's just insanity, mm-hmm. and 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 insanity as I would use to encompass suffering. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I don't. I, yeah, I just. You know, I don't know what they. I don't know what they were thinking. And no. if I would. I'd, if I were that younger kid, I would. I would find that very frightening. Is it, are they telling me to kill myself? What are they? What, what's right. the message here? You know, uh, or that my brother didn't matter? Or I. Who knows? Anyway, but, you know, Hitler is evil. Yeah. And how he came about I don't know you know I've never really really studied it mm-hmm. but my sense is that he started out and and uh, a lot of people thought he was a joke yeah but he was very charismatic and yeah. so on and it was hard times in Germany and he began to be more popular and and uh, industrialists and so on the, the the ruling class if you will felt like they could use him yeah. So it, they supported him. And, and, and then he, turned out they couldn't use him. Right. And he drummed up a, a populist anti-establishment right. movement. Right. I, I heard a, a really interesting interview last week where someone was... And, and they weren't doing this lightly because it's very easy to toss off and go, Donald Trump is like Hitler. Right. But they weren't doing this lightly. They were going just point by point and saying, this is kind of how Hitler did well, this. Well, I think that's... Yeah. And I think it's something to be aware of. But... But I just want to. But I want to come back to Hitler because mm-hmm. I don't think Donald Trump is evil mm-hmm. in that same way. Uh, but uh, you know, he he came. Whatever happened, you know, good people did nothing, yeah. and he came to power, and and then things sort of kept going. And how I don't think he started out setting out ready to exterminate all the Jews, but. Mm-hmm. It became something that seemed like a good idea, and partly, I think, the the something of the war that happened. I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but he did make it happen, allow it to happen, mm-hmm. and he probably thought he was doing the right thing. <laughs> Just mind-boggling. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that you hear a lot is that the people who are doing evil, they never think that they're doing evil. Well, that's right. I, no one I, twists their mustache and no, goes, no, ha, ha. no. Well, was, I, 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 I gave a lecture once at, at uh, Tassahara and I wound up titling it "Nobody Gets Up in the Morning Setting Out to Be a Jerk." <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> they don't, and uh, which doesn't mean that we do be jerks, right? And we we do we do mean things to each other, but you know, not I don't think it arises to that level. But you know the famous um, Hannah Arendt mm-hmm. essay about the banality of evil. Right. So so it's hard. It is kind of hard to put your finger on it. You know and it. it uh, Afterwards, then the historians can say, "Oh, it started here, and then it kept going, and then yeah, you know, he also maybe you know partly held onto the power, onto power, by turning on the Jews, mm-hmm. you know, more and more and more, right, as things went along, and and as the war started to fall apart, maybe, so then you know, let's just exterminate them rather than work them to death. So do you do you think this is a good way to this is a good way to look at what happened in Orlando because you know so we, we we're talking about something being sort of endemically evil that, well 
It's hard to know because, you know, he was, I think the kid, the young man is, I was starting to say crazy. I mean, he's bipolar, I think, and yeah, and really unhappy and abusive and you name it. And a, like a, you know, a classic profile of somebody who would do something like that in this country. Yeah, enough so that he was yeah. under investigation and couldn't fly. <laughs> well, uh, yes, but I'm saying not, not so much as terrorist I mean I think it sounded like he he latched onto that because he was mm-hmm. you know of Afghan descent and Muslim and so that would be yeah. okay let's do this but but he wasn't it doesn't sound like he was all that political or anything it's like I think that Timothy McVeigh had sort of right-wing views or something but oh yeah I think t- Timothy McVeigh seemed much more stringent in his beliefs uh, this guy seemed to kind of tie an extra flag on on the way, you know. Yeah, right. That's good. Uh, yeah, and. But I mean, I guess what uh, what I'm sort of asking is is uh, should we be looking at this as as a, a, like we say a societal infection, or should we be looking at this as this guy was was really really crazy and um, and we're a little bit in shock, appropriately so about it well i don't think you have to choose between those because i I do think there's a societal infection yeah that there's something about it's not just you know it's partly the uh love affair with guns Mm -hmm. big problem yeah and it's also the i mean i guess it's not just us but you know the hatred I want to say, well, can't we just get along? (laughs) (laughs) But there's something about it, you know, that you think of those two kids that went in the movie theater in um, Colorado, Mm -hmm. or the young man at Sandy Hook, or or the young man at the church. You know, these are people that, you know, at least in hindsight, seemed like they were really mentally disturbed yeah. and why didn't anybody deal with it right and and what's up with their parents right and and their schools and so on you know and 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 uh, they were they were teased and they were bullied and mm-hmm. and uh, they were full of hate and and it's like those you know maybe I shouldn't say I guess I don't know but those the people in the the book, the people of the lie, the people that gave the younger son the gun, you know, and said, yeah. "Oh, is this a problem?" You know, oh, you know, my son is really, really disturbed, and I keep, I keep all these guns around. Yeah, you know, the kid in, yeah. in uh, Sandy Hook, and and uh, it never occurred to her that maybe she should, you know, that maybe they were in a locked cabinet. But whoop de do, how hard would it be to break into that? And yeah. I think he didn't need to break into it, but. But even if he had, so what? Yeah, you know, that's easy. And if you're doing something where you're basically committing suicide by mass murder, you know, you're not too worried about getting caught burglarizing your mother's house. Right. You, you know, the thing that concerns me is is there's this whole sort of resonating chamber aspect of it where, so you know, I'm I, I'm I was in Texas recently, you know, I talked to a lot of my relatives, most of whom lean far farther to the right than I do. Um, 
because <laughs> I don't at all, but they lean very far to the right. But you have these discussions with them, and you say, well, let's, you know, let's talk about guns. And you can, and, and, and as much as people think that this is not the way, you go and sit down and say, let's have a conversation. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that the people that, that I talked to just this time when I was down there, because uh, it came up a few times, mm-hmm. um, they were like, well, yeah, we don't want automatic weapons either. And we also don't want people who, uh, you know, are felons to have weapons. We're okay with that. We just don't want you to take, you know, what what we have, the like our handguns and our shotguns, and stuff like that. And you know, I'm I'm never going to own a gun. I I, I I don't believe in it, and I would certainly hurt myself before I'd hurt anybody <laughs> else. But but there's there's some middle ground that we could all reach on if we just talk to each other. Well, and and there's a lot of money in the gun lobby. That's you know, right. It wasn't just the NRA. It's Winchester, and I don't know who they are, but they're because I think that in polls, if I remember, if I understand right, that most Americans would favor an assault rifle ban. Ban. Yeah, but but, but these people in Congress are so afraid. Right. They're probably afraid. We said that we. I think we used the word before. They're afraid of getting primaried. <laughs> yes. Didn't we talk? <laughs> yeah, we oh. did. And uh, and whether this time they you know they are going to have a vote on uh, Susan Connell's, Collins' bill, which would I forget exactly, but I think it would it would say that you if you were actually on the terrorist watch list or some it's a smaller one it's not the like mm-hmm. big watch list it's a smaller watch list that you couldn't buy a gun or that if you went to buy a gun the FBI had to be notified or something it's very right minimal and um, so far I think the house has not agreed to take it up and whether it's going to pass the senate I don't know yeah but they feel I think a little safer than the congress people are so you know their districts are really small right and I think they feel much more vulnerable. I think the the thing that concerns me, like I said, though, is you, you talk to people and the, there's this sort of resonating chamber up, which is like, yeah, we have some disagreements here, but we could find something that was fairly reasonable. Okay. And then it hits the, the politicians in the lobby and it gets a little bit louder there. Mm-hmm. And then that gets filtered up to the press and it gets really loud there. And then everyone who's been having a perfectly reasonable conversation down mm-hmm. to the bottom are getting deafened by people yelling about these absolutes and these huge... Right, and we have a constitutional right. Don't take more guns away. Right, and then and they're coming, they're going to break in my house and take my stuff out of my closet. And... Right, well, and if there had only been somebody with a gun, you know, in the <laughs> church, it would not have happened. It, it, it's, uh, it's really... It's part of, you know, it's, just a, it's another example of how how polarized we are. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I think I sent to you, a friend sent me a, a, a Dave Eggers piece from the Guardian newspaper. I think and uh, it was about me. how he went. He went to a Trump rally in Sacramento, right. yeah. sort of incognito. Mm-hmm. He just not with a, no notebooks or anything. Yeah. And, uh, and he said that people were just regular people. And there was quite a cross-section. There were yeah. a lot of women there. 
and black people and Hispanics and and uh, all just all kinds of people. Right. And that he came away feeling like, or a lot of them, it was kind of the entertainment value and the the, the yeah. reason they didn't get upset about some of the things he said because they didn't really care. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I and, can buy uh, that. And which. I don't know. I mean, I, I could buy it, too, but I, I don't know if that's more scary. You know, just not caring. Yeah. I, I, I could understand going to a rally. As if, hey, let's go to a rally tonight, you know. And he also said they didn't stay. Right. But uh, I don't know. This thought of uh, politics as entertainment and whether we're getting we're getting so used to being entertained mm -hmm. that, that people aren't thinking so much. You know, there's that great Molly Ivins quote, she said, I don't understand people who don't watch politics. It's the greatest form of free entertainment we've got. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I do think it's true. And I think that there is that, that sort of level of, well, this is different. At least this is fascinating and fun and Right, and he, he tells and, it like it is, you know, and it's like you don't even yeah. have to agree with him, mm -hmm. but at least, you know, he says something. Yeah. Not mealy mouthed. But I think but I think that's very much a reaction to this the same resonating chamber idea that I'm talking about where it's the stuff's being shouted down. It's like you can't do this and you can't do this and you can't do this and they're like, well, stop telling me I can't do stuff. I'm going to now I'm gonna do it just to make you mad. Mm -hmm. I heard a guy on the radio today, he seemed like a perfectly reasonable guy. Uh, talking about the guns that he owned and why he owned them, and and uh, uh, and he said flat out, he said uh, that he had uh, it was an AK something, the mm -hmm. automatic weapon of some sort. He said flat out that he had it because there was such controversy about it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he said that, and and you have to just look at that and go, hmm, the the cart seems to be leading the horse here. Right. Right. Well. I don't know. We said before that most people would agree to ban them, and you know, I I think it's fine for people to have guns. I really don't mind. But yeah. Not that. Not that kind of thing. Because it's just too easy. You can just kill so many people so fast. Yeah. And I don't understand the need for them if you're not in the military. Uh, I may not understand the need of them, period, but certainly not for civilians. Right. So, back to Orlando. Yeah, I was thinking that too. So what do we do with it? <laughs> well, first we grieve. Yeah. And, and then I think we, we uh, rededicate ourselves to being, to practicing as bodhisattvas, mm -hmm. whatever that means. And, you know, not everybody is going to go to a march. Mm -hmm. uh, though friends of mine went to the uh, a, a big contingent from Dharma Rain in Portland went to their gay pride march, which was this last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And um, they partly went, or at least you know more of them maybe went than would have ordinarily right. because they wanted to express solidarity and so on. Which I think makes great good sense. I, given me personally, with 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 John and you name it, mm -hmm. um, I don't think I can quite face going to the city for some big huge 
event this coming Sunday. Yeah. But it certainly is a great idea, and maybe I should get out an email because I'm sure there'll be a big contingent from San Francisco Zen Center. Yeah. And uh, um, anyway, so that's but that is something just being visible. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that's not you know some people would march and some mm-hmm. people would write letters and some people would donate money to the, the what is it color purple right uh, um, or whatever whatever group does it for you right or send Susan Collins some money yeah <laughs> uh, or um, campaign for Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. and um, thing is I, you know you get these emails saying you know tell your senator <laughs> I don't need to tell my senators. Yeah, our, our senators are probably okay. <laughs> yeah, on one. <laughs> one of them is sponsoring these bills. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but there are there is a Senate race in Nevada. Yeah. That's uh, yeah really important and and mm-hmm. could go either way. Yeah. So you could go to Nevada and do um, voter registration or something like that, or or go do. Um, get out the vote work right at the time of the election. Yeah. That kind of thing. Anyway, there's a million things to do. And um, if you believe that, it's important to, I don't know, be a bodhisattva around this, mm-hmm. then maybe you find something right. that works for you to do. Right. Even talking to your friends about it. Yeah. No? Uh-huh. Uh, I thought I thought a lot about um, you know I was having the Jukai ceremony last week mm-hmm. and you know two people and it was, it was very beautiful it was very inspirational and two people taking the precepts mm-hmm. and then and then you 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 think about this having just happened and you go oh boy that's a lot of suffering out there more than more than we knew a week ago and it's just like mm-hmm. here you go humble warrior let's let's get out there but i you know maybe that's a thing to do is 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 just it, for myself mm-hmm. uh to rededicate myself to this idea of yeah i need to just help some people let's let's take this suffering and turn it into i just need to help some people let's be kind to some people. Yeah, that would be a place to start. Yeah, I um, I have to tell you, I'm uh, I I prefer the word useful mm-hmm. to the word help. Okay. You know because uh, it, they're just words, it's, so it's not like there's some absolute meaning to it. Yeah. But I think of help is often used in a way that is a little uh, to it separates us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you, you poor sap. Yeah. Okay. You know, and it, uh, sometimes it's a sense. little condescending or whatever, and mm-hmm. and just just be useful. That seems like a wonderful thing. There's a Marge Piercy poem mm-hmm. in a book of Marge Piercy poetry. The book of the, the poetry book is called um, "To Be of Use," and it's a wonderful poem, and and I think it's really important. Anyway, she writes about how she really admires people who get in the mud and the muck and, and work together. Right. And 
pass the bucket along or do whatever needs to be whatever needs to be done and just join right the group and uh, get things done and I just I found it very I like that poem a lot yeah anyway that's uh, my one of my ways of thinking about being a bodhisattva mm-hmm is being useful mm-hmm yeah, I, I mean, as soon as you say that, I, I see the appeal of, of saying it that way. There's, there's more of us all being in it together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think we could do some more of. And I wish I had some magic, but I don't. Yeah. But I th- I think that it's useful for people to understand that there's there's grieving over this sort of thing everywhere. Mm-hmm. And people are thinking about it. It you know it's it's the it's the balm to that infection. That's yeah. I think there's it is it is and. Uh, um. Oh, it's really important. Yeah. Please join us at the Vallejo Zen Center. We do many informal sits and formal services throughout the week, and there is Zazen instruction available on Saturday mornings if you're new to sitting. The complete calendar, as well as how to contact Mary, is available on our website, vallejozencenter.org. Thanks for listening.